listening to New Layer, a design podcast with Tanner Christensen and Jasmine Friedel. A really important question in any career is, how do I find a mentor to learn and grow from? Okay. But for me, this question raises a lot of other questions. So I hope we can cover a lot of these things here today in this episode, specifically around what is mentorship? What makes someone a good mentor? How do you find a mentor? And how do you be a good mentor? Okay. okay so yeah. I'd love to dive into this uh, with you and kind of hear a lot of your experience and your perspective. And to start, I'd love just to hear from you in your career, looking back, have you had mentors? Yeah, I've definitely had mentors. And would you say that like they've been someone that you've actually pursued in building that mentor mentee relationship? Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I've actively pursued any, I think in hindsight, you know, when you sort of like reflect back, I can clearly identify who mentors are and what they've done for me, but they've tended to be people who have sort of naturally come across my path through being in a role where I work with them, like a manager or, you know, somebody who I've just met um, at a place I work or through a, you know, a conference or something like that. Um, they're not the sort of proactive thing where I go out and say, I need a mentor and I'm going to find one person. Um, so it's not been sort of proactive or intentional. It's been more sort of like happenstance. And I think something else to note is, um, it's never been one person. It's usually a collection of people from me. How about you? That's a great call out. Uh, I completely echo what you just said throughout my career. I think I've in hindsight, I can see that there were certain people and people plural mm-hmm. here who kind of helped mentor and guide me and kind of coach me towards, uh, my, you know, my progress in my, my career, but I've never gone out and said like, Hey, so-and-so will you be my mentor? Right. So this leads me into questioning, like, why do you think people often will come to us, for example, and say, Hey, will you be my mentor? Like, why is this question of how do I find a mentor and going out into the world saying, will you be my mentor? Why is this so prominent? Do you think? That's a really great question. It's like there's this expectation that in order to get through your career, you not only have to build skills and find a job, but you also have to have this sort of Sherpa that helps you along. I have no idea where that came from. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I can't even like hypothesize right now. Yeah, it makes me really think, I'm completely just spitballing here, so I could be absolutely wrong. But it makes me really think that we're kind of, in this uncertain, how would I word this? An uncertain stage in the product design world where we feel like we need to have some of these old timey mentors or like one-on-one coaches to help guide us towards perfection, right? Like you think about long, long, long time ago when there were like blacksmiths and things. Like apprenticeships uh, yeah, and, ex- and masters. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. And that's what like, I was just thinking of. I wonder if that has carried over a little bit in some kind of way only because, and I think this is really the crux of it, when we talk about digital product design, there are some resources out there. Those resources are growing every day, but it still is kind of the, uh, an industry or a role that's a little bit undefined, a little unclear. And I think that having kind of the pursuit of mentors kind of is trying to help bridge that gap. Right. And so this is this whole idea of the best way to learn a craft is to be able to practice a craft by following somebody who's really great at it. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about a little bit about what we think a mentor is and does. Okay. So in your mind, what is a mentor? Well, you mentioned earlier, like a mentor, mentor, somebody who like sort of, um, coaches and guides and maybe teaches or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great place to start. It's like, what is the difference between, or are there differences between those things? Yeah. So this is, 
you know, when I, when I think about mentorship in my own mind, how I perceive what that means, I often kind of imagine, uh, managers, personal coaches, um, you know, things like that. Therapists, <laughs> therapists, sometimes <laughs> peers. Therapists. Uh, and it, it kind of gets a little cloudy there because it's not really clear to me where the dividing lines are between those things. You know, what makes someone a manager versus a mentor? Can those be one and the same? Same with being a coach. Right. Right. And I mean, I guess this applies to disciplines even outside of product design, but when you think of, you know, a manager, they are ultimately, well, you are ultimately accountable for your career growth, but they are the person who's been put in place to help guide you in your career growth so that you can, um, deliver, you know, product design for the business. Mm. Um, when you think of a mentor, they typically don't have to have that responsibility of business results. They're more there to help like guide you in your career. When you think of a coach, I guess that could be the same thing. Like, I guess coaches just have this idea of, you know, think of like sports coaches. They have this idea of practice, 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 like put a structure together in place for you, hold you accountable for that and help you deliver to see results. So I think they all have sort of these similar roles in guiding you towards some sort of results, be it business results or personal results. But I think the interesting thing here is when you look at mentorship, mentorship is something that any of these roles can do. So a manager could be a mentor, like they could help you learn and grow and and hold you accountable and move you forward. Um, But a mentor doesn't necessarily have to be a manager. And so that leads me to believe that, you know, mentorship, it could be a role, it could be a formal thing where you go and say, you are my mentor. Um, And if that's, you're in the rare case where you can find one person who can do that, you know, for you for an eternity, that's great. But usually mentorship is sort of an act. It's more of a role um, it's more of a responsibility or something that you're going to give than it is like a formal thing that has a title behind yeah, it. I love that. I think you you articulated that very well. Kind of as you were saying that, I was trying to build my own kind of mental models around mm-hmm. this. And what I kind of envisioned was when I when we talk about coaches specifically, like I always imagine the coach on the on the sidelines kind of shouting for the team, right? And like they their role is not really to get involved necessarily, but to help kind of point in a direction, say, do this, execute this, right? Uh, and a manager is a little bit someone who is actually on the field with you usually. They're still kind of coaching you and pointing you in certain directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you you really put this very well where either of those individuals could be mentors. Right. And really when you step back from that, you realize, well, anyone can be a mentor. Mentorship is really just about someone being able to provide you with a little bit of insight or additional perspective, uh, either on problems that you need to address yourself or like on your team or things like that, right? Their, their purpose can be just to help you kind of move forward. And that doesn't mean that they have to be even on the same field as you. Right. Right. And when you think about it, like, um, in my career right now, I, I have people in my lives who are or in my career, in my lives, my lives, plural, (laughs) I have people in my career right now who are, who are playing the role of a manager. And I have someone in my life right now who's playing the role of my coach. That is a formal thing that I am subscribed to. And we meet regularly to get towards certain goals. Um, same thing with my manager. I don't have anyone in my career right now who serves as a formal mentor. I have informal mentors. So that's sort of an interesting application of, you know, I don't, I don't know if we should get too, too far into sports ball metaphors, but I, I think there's the mentor is typically somebody who doesn't play a formal role for me. I love that. So don't you think it's interesting if we both agree that mentorship is something that's usually informal, it's not really a defined role, right? It's just, it's something. Why are we trying to make it one? Exactly. Like, why do you think, and so first of all, I agree with that assessment. I agree like that is a good way to think about mentorship. Then why are people so 
adamant about explicitly finding someone to fill this, this imaginary role in their lives. Like, I don't know. I, I actually was thinking back to my sort of career before design. When I started out, um, I was working in some sort of like training entry level management program and everyone got assigned a mentor coming in. It wasn't like a buddy like we do it now, but it was like a mentor. And so I was expected to have like monthly one-on-ones with this person or weekly. I can't even remember. It was a long time ago. Regular one-on-ones with this person. And he was sort of destined to coach me through my career. And the thing that happened in that relationship was we didn't, it wasn't that we didn't get along, but we were just not compatible. Um, the things that he was interested in talking about were not things that inspired me or motivated me. And so to be set up in that sort of formal role where there's no flexibility, I had to, in order to make that work, I actually had to have him swapped out for someone else. And then uh, she became my mentor and we had a lot more to connect with. But if I look at relying or sort of placing my career in her, in only her hands, that was not anything that would make me successful. She was simply a sounding board and someone who had been through the experience that I had been through. And she really was just sort of this guide. So I think there's like, maybe this is just sort of like a thing when you start a new business, like there's a desire to have somebody who's going to look out for you. And that's something that makes you feel comfortable because it feels like you have a safe space or someone that's there for you if things go wrong. Um, but I, I don't know, like, has this just been since the dawn of apprenticeship? Like, who knows? I don't know. I think you're onto something here. I, I think that when you're, especially if you're starting out or especially if you're kind of just early on in your career, maybe you've, you've begun and you're making strides, but it can be very almost uncomfortable and scary to not have someone who you can almost even be intimate with in terms of like mm-hmm. your fears and your doubts and your worries, what are the things you're struggling with? And now that we're talking about it, I can see I'm starting a little more clarity in my own definition of what makes a good mentor. Because when we talk about this, this vulnerability almost, it's like, yeah, you could go to your manager, but they're responsible for your career. And if you go to your manager and say like, I am terrified of this thing, a good manager would step up and be like, let's work through this. I'm mm-hmm. so glad you came to me. Right. But that's still really scary to do. And you, sometimes you can't go to like your friends because they might not have the right context or they'll just go and be right. an ally. Right. So it's really helpful to have this like this notion of a mentor who's maybe a little bit removed, but can still like help guide you through and it's give you sort perspective. Of, it's sort of like a familial kind of a thing. Like it's an older sister, an older brother who isn't holding you accountable or who, you know, isn't responsible for you, but you know, just like knows you well enough or knows the scenario well enough to just be a support. And I can see that being really, really valuable when you're just starting out and you're like, Hey, you know, I've worked hard enough to get to my first job. Now I'm in a whole new scenario where I don't know how to handle, you know, how to, you know, use my craft through the lens of business. And so to have somebody who's there just to like sort of guide you along and be there consistently, I can see why that would be really valuable. The problem as I see it is, you know, it's just really hard to find the right person. And, you know, the obvious answer might be like, well, I am a junior designer. I would like a senior designer or I would like a design manager or somebody who's, you know, further in their career where I want to go. And I think the reality is there's just more and more people coming into the funnel through those junior roles, those associate roles and fewer and fewer, the further you get along in your career. And so there's, it's, there's, there's people. And of course, the further and further along you get in your career, the less time you have. So there's just like not as much availability for, for mentors as there is the number of mentees. Mm, Yeah. 
So I want, I want to call attention to something really fast that I noticed. Uh, I've been doing it a lot in this episode so far, and I think you've also kind of touched mm-hmm. on it. When we talk about mentorship, we've, we keep repeatedly saying, you know, if you're just starting out, if you're new, but the reality is you're always learning and growing, hopefully throughout your career. Right. So even when I reflect on my own career, where I'm at right now, it's very clear to me, I could use some mentorship. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Like there's always something you're trying to grow into or improve on. And a great way to do like to improve and like take those steps is through a mentor. So again, we're talking, our audience primarily is new designers, right. but I just want to call attention to the fact that like everyone at any stage in their career will probably want to find some guidance and some help, right? Yeah, I never think of it anymore as mentorship. I don't go out and say, I need mentorship. I I think more like, I need help solving this problem. I need to find an expert who's done this before. I'm struggling with something that I need better framing on. So I now I'm more intentional, not about who I'm looking for, but about the problem I'm trying to solve. And perhaps when you're starting off, it's not as evident what problem you'll be trying to solve. So you're just looking for someone who can stand by you. Yeah. And so this is leading up to what I was hoping we'd go into, which is like mm-hmm. how to find a good mentor. And I'm not really sure. I or can... good mentors. Yes, of course. Yes. Uh, so again, it could be anyone. And usually more often than not, actually, I would say always, it is going to be multiple people mm-hmm. at different stages doing different things. Right. But you brought up something that I'm not quite sure I fully agree with. Maybe, maybe a little bit. Ooh, let's argue. <laughs> Which is, uh, if you're just, if you are just starting out and you're not really sure what kind of guidance you might need or where your gaps are, mm-hmm. then, you know, seeking a mentor is a good thing. And I, I generally agree with that. But at the same time, I, my response to you saying, you know, now I'm in my career and I have these very clear problems or things that I want to work on. And so when I go look for someone or some, some ones to help me with that, mm-hmm. like I know specifically what I'm looking out for, I would say that even if you're just starting out, you should be in that same place. And so, again, going back to your example of you were just starting out and you were assigned a, a, a buddy mm-hmm. <laughs> or a mentor sure. and it didn't work out for you. I think that's kind of the same thing. Whereas if you're a new designer, or you're just starting out in your career and you're looking for mentorship, it's not going to be super advantageous to go to just anyone and say, mentor me, because they may not be the kind of person that you think they are. They may not have the right insights to help you or guide mm-hmm. you. Maybe they don't have the same experiences. So yes, I can see that if you're just starting out and you go to someone who's a little bit more experienced, they can give you some guidance and help point you in a direction. Right. Right. But it, it's going to do you far. You're going to get a lot more out of it. If you have some sense of, you know, I really want to become an expert visual designer. And I know that communication yeah. matters to me. I'm going to go find someone who can do those things and go, go talk with them. Yeah. And this goes back to mentorship as being like an action rather than a role, because anytime you come to someone with a goal, it's easier for them to help you through it, be it, you know, a professional coach or a manager or someone that you consider to be a mentor. Um, you have to have something that you're looking to fill. And I think that's why it's so hard for folks to find longstanding mentors is it's like, you're just asking somebody to be a mentor without sort of like, Hey, what does that mean? And the general um, thing that I keep hearing of what that means is I just want someone to meet with me for 30 minutes or an hour, once a week, once every two weeks, once a month. Like I just want someone to be there that I can bounce questions off of. And that can be great. But if you look at that as an active mentorship, you can actually get that done other places. And this brings up a good question. Like does mentorship have to come through a person? Does it have to come through an individual? Could it come through a forum or a group of people? Could it come from a book or someone who wrote something? 
<laughs> we've got shenanigans going on in the background because we've got two crazy little dogs they're out of control right now. Yeah, Sorry so you hear any that. like squeaking or banging. That's just <laughs> that's just our dogs playing in the other room. This is our lives. But yeah, like it brings back the point of um, you know, hey, could you know, could you be inspired or could you be mentored by some artifact that somebody has left behind? Does that person have to even be involved in the equation if we look at mentorship as an activity? Yeah, like I love that last question, especially because when you started talking about like could it be an artifact, could you could we view this mentorship in a lens of like objects almost And my, my inclination was to say, absolutely not. Like you can't really learn from a static thing, right? It's really hard to do that. But then I started thinking a little bit more things like articles or books, like, right. You can say that someone's a mentor if you've only read their book. What, what, what about like maybe a, a podcast? Ooh, yeah, that might be something that some people might put together. No, I, I bring that up because, um, I've actually been posting, when we put out new podcasts, there's a group, um, a hexagon UX group group, and they have a channel called mentorship. And every time we come up with something that I've seen posted in that group before I post our podcast, because what we're doing is we're trying to create, um, discussion and insights and perspectives that address a bunch of things we've heard in people who are looking for mentors. And so the point of what we do here is to get that insight and those perspectives out to a pretty wide audience could we be considered mentors through this podcast? I think we probably could. Mm. It's not the traditional relationship that people are looking forward to. There's a one and one back and forth. But I think, you know, if mentorship is about sharing insights and perspectives to help people grow, I think the definition broadens quite a bit. Yeah. And in that, if you view it from that perspective as well, it kind of opens the doors for you too, because now you really can go anywhere to learn lots of different things that you may need to dive into. Right. Right. And then I guess there's a question of like, is that, are those just resources or are they mentorship? Like what is the act of like, does it have to be when you are a mentor or do you have to intentionally be sharing with the objective of growth? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know either, but I do think that there's something you mentioned about having that back and forth. And I do think that that matters a lot. Mm -hmm. So in the context of like a podcast, maybe it's not necessarily a, a formal mentorship thing. I, I think I hope people are learning from it, but in order to take it to that mentorship level, I would expect someone to maybe email us or tweet us and say, Hey, you talked about this thing. Here's a question I have on it. What do you think? And right. And so I think that starts to build that relationship that starts to get a little more back and forth. That's a little more specific for that person's their, their circumstance or their problem. Mm -hmm. And I think that's more aligned with mentorship as we think about it. Yeah. And things like what we're doing, they definitely provoke, they provoke conversations, which I think is really great. And I know you and I get folks who reach out to us a lot with just have sort of one-off questions. And that also, I mean, maybe that's a clear act of mentorship where, where there's more of a sort of back and forth engagement. Um, but the interesting thing is like the desire then is to have that one person answer everything. And is that the right way to find a mentor is to try and find sort of a, a unicorn person who has gone through exactly what you intend to go through and just has all of your background and, um, you know, matches, matches quite perfectly. Like, is that the right way to go about finding a mentor? And, you know, we see this a lot where there's groups that provide sort of like, for lack of a better phrase, like matching services, you know, Hey, here's some people who have expertise and they have time. And they're willing to have conversations regularly with folks. And now there's a pool of designers who want to get access to that group and set up some relationships. And I've even seen people go so far, so far as to create sort of concept apps for this sort of matching thing. Is that the right way to go about it? I have so many thoughts on this. I don't, okay. I honestly don't even know where to start. Start with one. Like one thing that's coming to my mind right now, as you're saying this is 
especially on like these forums. I know Facebook, for example, for anyone who's still on there, uh, their groups, um, kind of part of the website mm-hmm. or app, they have a new mentorship program. A lot of people don't know about this. Many people do. Uh, I didn't know about that. <laughs> basically, if you're part of a big enough community on Facebook, uh, those group admins can just like turn on a feature that's called mentorship pairing. And what happens is the group admins can go work one-on-one through a list of candidates and potential mentors and just match them up together. And interesting, they can create like a syllabus for this and they can like, uh, they occasionally like check in with them and make sure that they're, they're talking and all that almost puts stuff. it like in an educational perspective where it's teacher and students. Yeah, exactly. But the, the big red flag I have right here that you kind of, what you just said really um, raised for me was how do I know that the person who's mentoring me again is the right fit for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a common thing that you and I see often that I don't feel super warm about personally is these student led forums where it's one student mentoring another, right. but they're both about the same level. And so it's just like, it's just like a common relationship. Like it's a good, healthy thing. I think this is a, it's, it's a good thing overall. It's a peer relationship. Exactly. And the expectation is, you know, we're going to help propel each other forward. And I think there are reasons that that happens giving feedback is often helpful between peers sharing experiences, but there's something to be said for having a further depth of experience and having, you know, run through a further depth of, you know, developed further skills and having, you know, being beyond the point of the person that you're giving advice to. Otherwise it's sort of like, it can sometimes be like the blind leading the blind. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's can be problematic, especially if you are the person who is quote unquote being mentored or trying to learn from this other person where, I mean, we see this all the time. There are very inexperienced, you know, just fresh in their career designers who are writing these blog articles on how to lead teams or how to create like these great global products. Yeah. And it's it's like, wait a minute, you you have like 30 days of experience here. We harp on this all the time. And it's because, you know, when there's there's a joy of learning something when you're new and you sort of like, you know, mastered something and it's like, Oh, I figured out how to get my first job. And now I want to share that. And there's like a, a a very sort of positive giving back desire for that. And the problem is you step back and you're like, Oh, that only applies to one scenario. And so looking at mentors, like looking at folks who have been through different scenarios is really, really helpful. And I like liking that sometimes when, you know, if you're looking for coaching on how to be a great manager, for example, let's say you're not earlier in your career, you've sort of, you know, been, been around for a couple of years and you're looking to transition into a new role. Do you go to someone who's been a manager for a couple of years beyond you and has just worked at one company? Is that the best or maybe the company you're at? Or do you look at somebody who's maybe worked at the company you're at and has worked at a couple other companies and has a sort of a depth and a breadth of experience that they can share with you? Like who's probably going to give you the best guidance? you know, somebody who's got a little bit more. I think here the answer actually is uh, the same way you would approach any design problem. You, mm-hmm. It's not enough to look at one, uh, you know, user. Yeah. It's not enough to maybe look at two. Or like at one pattern, like, oh, I'm doing a sign up flow. I should do it exactly like this one other thing that's like really close. You go, no, like we should look at how all the different instances on the site, we should look at different patterns elsewhere, and then we should sort of synthesize and analyze. I think the benefit of when you get great mentors, they're able to help you synthesize and analyze. And that's, that's not necessarily someone who has your direct, you know, projected experience that actually can be quite limiting, but it's someone who can help you, you know, synthesize, frame, evaluate, um, 
look at different behaviors, adapt, project, those sorts of things. Yeah. And really, again, going back to our previous points, like you need to treat the the pursuit or the the hunger for mentorship the same way you would a design problem. Like it's not going to do you very well to just have one mentor. You really need to find like a broad swath of people who can provide perspectives and insights. And ideally, these are people who are a little bit further along in their career than you, who have some experiences, hopefully broad experiences. And like, by going to each of these individuals, you can get like a, a, a larger picture of the world that you're trying to create for yourself. Right. And here's what I can see happening, though, now that we've said that, is that, you know, I go from saying, Tanner, will you be my mentor to saying, Tanner, and so and so and so and so and so and so, will you be my mentor? And now I need to have four 30 minute sessions every week or once, you know, one person a week. And I'm constantly rotating through this pool of advice. Maybe I'm asking the same questions over and over. And meantime, meanwhile, it takes four people to attend to my needs. So how do we adjust that sort of like person equals mentor to, um, advice or guidance against a goal equals mentorship? Uh, Yeah. I think like that last part is really the key here. Like Again, I think about the people that I'm, I'm quote unquote mentoring. And like, that's super unofficial because really my relationship with these other designers is they will email me maybe once a month or Mm -hmm. they'll they'll DM me and they'll say, here's where I'm at. What do you think? And I'll just quickly said, here's like some thoughts, right? Right. Do you think they'd call you a mentor? Absolutely. So I, I say that I say that only because a lot of these chains, these conversations began with them explicitly saying, Hey, will you be my mentor? Mm -hmm. But I see, I see. But again, like in, in any, in all of those instances, I would always respond saying, look, I just don't have the time to do that. Mm -hmm. But if you do have questions, I will be more than happy to respond to those questions by email or DM. If I have the time, if I'm quiet, just give me a month and I'll get back to you. Right. Right. But again, here, like, I think that's really the, at least for me, this is the crux of what I'm taking away from this conversation where mentorship should probably not necessarily be formal. It should be driven primarily by a goal or objective that's very clear for the mentee. Mm -hmm. And it really should be a broad swath of people. Now, I don't think this needs to be the same thing as you would approach a coach where you schedule 30 minutes once a month or something and you sit down. It's not a one-on-one with your manager. I think it's actually healthier if it's a little bit more informal. And I think it is better, in my opinion, again, to have this broad audience available to you. So by that, again, I don't mean like you're doing an email with a CC to all these individuals. I don't, don't right. do that. Right. But, you know, start reaching out to people who you think might be able to help guide you on the questions or problems you're facing. And it's OK to have multiple of those people. And you just need to be clear with them. Look, I'm talking to a lot of people. You're one person that came up for me that I'm kind of inspired or motivated by. If you have time, please answer this question. If not, I understand. And like start learning that way. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit, because I think in this in, in a world of like where we're sort of identifying that there's different people that can serve different needs in your career development. How do you identify who to ask for what? And then how do you actually ask them for that? Because I will tell you, you know, I think, you know, some advice was given a long time ago. If you're going to reach out to anybody on LinkedIn, make sure that you're, you don't just send, you know, a a blank request, make sure that you send them a personal note and therefore people will be more likely to respond to you. And I'm like, cool, that's fine. That actually really, really annoys me when people have something specific that they want from me, but they don't have a specific reason why I should be that person that gives that thing to them. So what, what are the best ways to identify folks? And then how do you reach out that feels productive for both parties? So in the first question, um, I, there's a, there's a quote that I can paraphrase from, uh, 
I think it's called, the book is called uh, The Art of Work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the author's name I will slaughter. I'll just say it out. I, I cannot we pronounce We shouldn't it. pronounce author's names on here. Yeah. We should just be like, it's this guy. This is gal. The author of. The author of this book who so, is wonderful and she's well known and has a hard name to pronounce. Anyway. it's I think it's on. Jeff Goins or Goons or something. The, the book is called The Art of Work. Okay. And in it, he talks about mentorship. And one thing, one thing he says that it really resonated with me, I think I read this book many years ago, but it still sticks out in my mind, was uh, you don't go out pursuing mentors. You just do what you need to do. And as people kind of pop up in your purview that are inspirational or doing really good work, then you kind of can start considering them to be mentors. So the way that I approach that first question of, well, how do you find these people? I think the first thing is, well, you just need to like start doing the work and seeing what environment opens up around you by doing the work and seeing who is like, who's percolating. What do you mean by environment opening up? So uh, this is the, there's like so many biases towards this, right? Where, uh, I don't remember the name of, of off the top of my head, but if you start thinking about white cars, for example, mm-hmm. and you go out driving around the city, what's going to happen is you're going to start seeing a lot of white cars, right? right, right. Just naturally, you'll start noticing them. Uh, I think the same is true for any like problem we face in our life or any work we're doing. If you're really focused or energized by uh, virtual reality design, for example, you're mm-hmm. going to start somehow just almost by magic, seeing a lot of virtual reality articles pop up or people in that space. Right. And the reason that that happens usually is because you're actually taking small steps that you don't really acknowledge usually. Uh, in order to kind of bring these things to light. And so really it's like focus and intention. Uh, And what happens when you're kind of thinking about these things, so for example, maybe you're stuck on, look, I really want to uh, improve my visual design. What can I do here? I need to find some mentors. You start thinking about visual design. Maybe one weekend you start Googling some articles and then you start following people on Twitter or Facebook and you start like building this environment of people and things and tools that have to do with that problem. There's something interesting here because it seems like, you're approaching like through this lens, you're approaching mentorship through something that's very practical and helps you achieve a goal. And I think sometimes when we approach mentorship, it's more aspirational. Like there's someone who I'm, I'm really sort of fascinated by, or they seem like a celebrity design person and I want to connect with them and learn from them. And yet there might not actually be any goals or problems to solve that are related to the kind of work that you do. And that that's something where it might actually be more driven by ego than it is, or that sort of like wanting to be closeness to somebody who's well-known or, or has, you know, some great accomplishments than actual problem solving. I hadn't actually thought of it that way before. Yeah. Like, so I'm just speaking from my own experience and I think, mm-hmm. I think hopefully everyone acknowledges when they listen to things like this or read articles, yeah. like it's personal bias. Totally. right? But for me, like I've never had that. Like, I don't feel like I've ever, ever been like, wow, this person's really inspirational and I need to go like pursue their life or like try to like build relationships with them. It's always been, wow, you know, this, uh, this artist that I know is doing really cool work. It's inspirational to me. Like it just gives me some energy rather than going to reach out to them and saying like, Hey, let's be buddies or like, just teach me everything, you know, I might approach it and say like, what should I do to get my art noticed? Or like, like I always have a personal, very specific question, but that might just be me. Like, would you, does that not resonate with you? That that might just be the differences between us is you are, you are somebody who's creative and who, um, learns through inspiration. And so like you might seek out people in a different way. And I've, I'm sort of very practical in my career where I'm like actually trying to solve the problems at work in order to like be good at my job and then sort of leave that behind and come home to our little family here. So maybe that's just sort of a difference in, in what we're trying to get out of it, which would just be a different kind of a goal. So how would you, if you, if you were a little bit younger, but still on the same career path you are today, how would young Jasmine find a mentor? Knowing what I know now, even knowing what you know now, especially. 
Yeah, I think I think the thing that I do is is exactly what I'm doing with my executive coach right now, which is saying, hey, what are the areas that I want to improve on? And then who are people who are set up to help me work through the strategies that I need to learn and implement in order to get at those challenges? And so I think I think I would approach it like most of things with a lot more sort of intentionality behind what I'm trying to do rather than just have someone play the role of a mentor. Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah. I, I think we're actually a little bit more aligned than maybe we're realizing okay. here. Uh, because like in my example as well, I think it's still, it's a very deliberate thing. It's a very deliberate pursuit. Um, but you're making me think now a little bit, you're making me kind of backtrack on what I said a second ago, a little bit, Okay. where it might be advantageous to still just have someone in your life who you can kind of treat as a mentor without having that explicit pursuit of like improvement. Right. So what I mean by that is I can still, still see some advantage to networking, quote unquote, whatever that means, just connecting and building a relationship with someone who you think might be able to offer you some kind of mentorship, mm-hmm. um, just for the sake of having that relationship there and maybe having that be a fuel source for you. Um, but, but with that said, let me, let's actually go back to a little bit okay. something you said a second ago. So when you're working with your coach to kind of like learn and grow and improve and find these like problems, does your coach ever like help guide you towards some other, someone else that might be able to help you? Um, Well, the guide of a coach is to help you set your goals, help you um, put together strategies and help you hold you accountable. Um, She's actually like at the very beginning, she was like, you know, this is up to you to evaluate. If I'm not giving you what you need, then we'll help you find somebody else. Um, But I think more than like going to other people, she's recommended, she's recommending um, sort of like strategies to try or resources to read. Um, and so maybe that goes back to that, like, does mentorship have to be a person kind of a thing, a relationship there's, you know, there's sort of something, uh, specific with a coach in that, you know, she's actually getting paid to perform this role much like a manager is, you know, like hopefully getting paid for their role. And I think there's oftentimes like the way we look at mentors, these are sort of volunteer things, Um, I'm, I'm sure you, you can pay for mentorship. I, it's been discussed a lot. Um, but for me, it's more, it's been more about like using her for that specific role. And that way I can actually have like really high expectations of her too, as if I'm not making progress with her coaching and guidance, then I can hold her accountable for that as well. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm, I'm just wondering because when we talk about how to find a good mentor, like, Again, I don't, I don't, I think there's many ways you could do this. Some good, some not so good. And I'm just curious if like, it makes sense to utilize your mentors, your managers. I think managers, absolutely. Like, how can you use your existing network to find mentors, right? Like, how can you use your network to expand your network? Yeah. And again, as mentors are mentorship. So you can reach out in forums and say, I want one person. You can reach out in forums with the actual questions so that you can benefit from the answers and so that multiple people around you can. And I know that's in some of the groups that we're in, we encourage sort of transparency in what we're asking so that other people can benefit from that. Um, I, you know, in, in some of these matching circumstances, you're not actually reaching out, you're being paired. You can also be super proactive on places like LinkedIn and say, Hey, I know X about you. Can we, can we chat? I think that that's the one I'm always a little cautious about because it's hard to reach out to a stranger and ask for something without giving something in return. And it's really hard when you're, especially when you're starting out, when you're asking for something from somebody who's more advanced than you, like what are the things that you're going to give? And it's sort of feels if you ever are, you know, 
you say, oh, and I think you can learn from me too. If you're just starting out, like that's, it's a little sort of like, you're a little ahead of yourself. It's more like, Hey, I actually need to take some of your time. And I understand that this is like valuable time. I really think you're suited well to, you know, su- support me in learning this because you're an expert in X, Y, and Z. But I think the question I always ask when you're reach, you're sort of like cold reaching out is, is this the best person to learn about this? Or is this like, why is it that person over another person or, you know, somebody who's super senior over somebody who's sort of mid-level, like, have you considered all the avenues that you could learn this thing and is reaching out to this one person, the best way to do it? Yeah. So I get, I get these emails all the time. You know, I think anyone really in our <laughs> yeah. situation gets a lot of these emails, uh, just out of the blue, just someone you've never heard of before saying, you know, I admire your work, please teach me everything. Uh, and then you're like $120 an hour. Please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but <laughs> like, it. I've also been on the other side actually. And even, yeah. even recently I've done this where uh, I'm trying to think about a time. It was probably, I want to say maybe six or seven years ago. Um, I was going through a little bit of a rough time and I really just didn't know what to do with my career. I felt like I had stagnated. I was trying to really push hard into getting, becoming a designer. I wasn't really getting the opportunity it felt like. And so I didn't really know what to do. And I was feeling kind of beat up. So I emailed, I think four to five people who I really just admired. These were, uh, artists, illustrators. Um, there were a few authors, uh, just, just like even CEOs, just people I really admired and I looked up to. And I didn't expect anyone to reply because like, you know, why I'm just some nobody, but I emailed all of them anyway. Uh, very succinct email. I said, look, you're someone I really admire. Here's why I've read your book. I've seen your artwork, whatever. And here's the question that I have for you. And I just put it very bluntly. I understand if you don't have time, Mm -hmm. uh, if you do, I would really appreciate it. Thank you, Tanner, whatever. Uh, and I was surprised that every single one of those people replied to me and they, I don't know. They were, they're also very kind. They were, they gave me some really, really strong answers. I actually wrote a blog post about my answers, uh, that you can find on medium. And like, suddenly I found myself connected. And I think this is, this is a critical distinction between kind of what we're talking about here between just cold emailing someone and saying, Hey, I want to learn everything, you know, give me all your, your insights versus kind of getting your foot in the door and saying, look, you're someone who has a lot that I could learn from. If you have the time, just this one small thing could mean a lot for me today. Still today, I keep in touch with all of those people. Really? Just through like random one-off emails saying, look, I know again, I acknowledge you're very busy. Uh, I'm busy too. I really am struggling with this thing. You've helped me in the past. Would you mind giving me some perspective here again? And in each of these in instances, the responses are always very succinct. They're yeah. very straight to the point. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's. Yeah. Go, go yeah. No, I'm just thinking like now, now that you're, now that you're in their shoes too, where you are the one who are sort of feeling these in- inquiries, what are, what are the, like, what are the kinds of inquiries that sort of inspire you to respond? That is a great question. Uh, does, do you have any answer to that off the top of your head? I mean, not off the top of my head. I can think about it, but anything so, for you? Yeah. Like, so the, I'll start first by saying the things I don't reply to. Yeah. The, okay. The, thing, the <laughs> things that I will not reply to, or you kind of alluded to this a few times uh, during this session. Portfolio you, reviews. <laughs> well, I actually like looking at portfolios personally, but uh, if someone just emails me and they're like, look, will you be mentor, my mentor, period? No, the answer is no. Like I'm, I probably won't even rep- respond to that email because again, like, I don't know who you are. I don't know if this is a good fit. I don't really have the time. Why are you reaching out to me? Like, can you give me just a little clarity around like what you're looking for? Maybe I'm not the right person. Maybe I can help guide you to someone, right. something. But if it's just like, Hey, teach me, 
I, what does no. that even mean? Like it's, <laughs> yeah. you, so. Cause you know, you wouldn't know where to start. You're like, you'd have to do so much fact finding from that person that you'd spend your time doing that rather than actually doing the mentorship piece. Exactly. And so I think that actually leads into a, a maybe a good answer here for me at least, which is if you're going to email someone or message someone, or even in real life, t- talk to someone trying to get them to like be this or like give you some mentorship, you have to be very clear in why and what you're doing. Like, Mm-hmm. Give me that context. Do, so what I'm trying to say is put the work up front to show me that you're invested. Because if you do that, if you say, look, I've I've done my research. I know that you're an expert in X, Y, Z. Uh, it is something I'm struggling with. Here's my specific question. That shows me that you've and you put a little bit of time. You have, you're not just randomly sending emails to people, but you really actually want to learn. And so I'm much more inclined to say, hey, thanks for the email. Here's what I would Oh, my do. gosh. I'm just like you just like reminded me of something someone emailed me not too long ago and was like hey you know I want to I'm in town I'd love to meet with you you know I'm so excited about this can you make time and I responded and then dead silence and I realized that this person was actually doing this to everyone and so like the investment for me even to respond you know in a personal way that I was trying to be accommodating to just being one of many it's not that I wasn't special enough it's that it wasn't genuinely about learning from me it was just trying to get time with people and that was a like don't do that kind of a moment but the the, for me when I'm thinking of the the times that I've actually chosen to invest in people it's usually because I know something about them I've interviewed them and maybe they didn't get the role um, but they had a lot of questions and I've had time to you know build a, a you know a surface level but you know meaningful relationship with them where I know what, where they're struggling. I know what their goals are. And I know that I might be able to help them specifically in some way or someone that I've had multiple discussions with over time, or I've seen them engage on, on Twitter or something like that. And I know what they value and that sets me up. It gives me the context in order to know whether a, I can spend, you know, a, a limited amount of time either, you know, talking on a video conference with them or exchanging some notes back and forth or sending them a few resources versus whether, you know, they'd just be best off like sort of finding someone else on their own or if I can point them to someone. And I think that's something that I like for me, because my time is spent mostly like all day meetings. That's what manager slash leader life is and investing like my first priority of investments to mentor is my team. Like they always will come first. Um, and then secondary is sort of people I've managed in the past and I will prioritize them as well because I've committed to their careers despite the sort of tenure of my relationship with them at that company being over. Um, and so when I look at all that time being filled, there's very, there's a very limited time that I have to invest in outside. And I, I want to make sure that that's really meaningful and that the, the investment that I give people will be able to use that to propel themselves forward. And so like there's, there's context that I need in order to be able to make those decisions. I love that a lot. I really love everything you just said. Like if, if you're pursuing um, a mentor or even just like an answer to your question and you think there's someone who might be able to answer that for you before you send that email, before you send that DM, try Google, like just do a search. And if if you find what you need that way, then, well, you don't need to build that relationship necessarily. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you do. Yeah. There's one example that I'm sort of struggling with right now because it's, it doesn't sort of follow this protocol that I'm establishing, but I've seen the benefit of it in my own life. And that's, you know, we don't have as many female, um, or I guess non-binary 
design leaders as we do male design leaders. For me, that's been really important in my career to have female leaders that I look up to. And the mentors that I usually cite, which are uh, Margaret Stewart, Maria Judice, and um, Elizabeth Laraki, they're female leaders that were, they happen to be my managers or, you know, managers of managers. And over time, like I've built, built relationships with them where I trust them for just about anything in my career. Having female leaders that I just was able to have a relationship with was super, super beneficial for me. And so I get a lot of females who reach out to me and say, I would like a mentor. I would like you to be a mentor, or can I ask you questions or whatever that is. And sometimes even though that I might not have the context of their specific situations, I know that that's a valuable thing to have someone who is in a role that you would like to be in someday. And so it's like, I think I struggle with that is because I, me answering their direct questions might not be, I might not be suited or have time to be that sort of like everyday guidance. And yet there's something aspirational about what I'm holding right now that I want to, and I, well, and I, I want to, and I feel like I'm obligated to, this is the responsibility of the role is to be able to continue to give back and help pull, you know, young designers up into those leadership positions just to offset some of the, um, the gender imbalances that we have. And so that's, that's sort of a, an example of something that doesn't fit into what we're talking about, but I see is still very incredibly important. Totally. And honestly, we need more people who are doing exactly that. Like we just need more people who can step up and kind of fill those shoes. And that's hard because then you look at like, should my job just be to be a mentor? Well, no, I still need to be developing in my own craft and I still need to be becoming a better product and design leader and a better strategist and understand business better. And so then it's, it ends up always sort of being this like time constraint. And that's really hard, especially when you're somebody who deeply cares about people and their career development and personal growth, like how it's, it's hard to balance sort of that investment of time because it could be viewed as, you know, me investing in myself is actually kind of selfish, but in order to do that, I have to do that and prioritize that so that I can continue to be an example of something that people can aspire to. And really, I think that's part of why so many of us do get into mentorship or like this informal relationship of trying to help guide others. Like this is the reason I answer these emails is because, um, my ultimate goal really is to help level up these designers and then get them to the place where they can also do what I'm doing, where they can help guide others and that, that message can spread. Right. And you have a, you have a a sort of unique path as well in that you are self-taught. And so for you to be self-taught and have gotten your way very quickly into sort of this big tech scenario. That's something that people aspire to. So there's, there's something to solving problems. And I guess there's something to some, to setting vision. And I guess you can set vision through mentorship. You can also set vision in many other ways. And some of that is by, you know, just being as open and transparent as you can. It's something I've started to do recently and I, I am getting more comfortable with it over time. It's, Sometimes it's hard to like be vulnerable and personal, but in order to share those paths and to, to be able to have people to look up to that you're inspired by, like we actually need many, many more profiles of different kinds of paths and different kinds of people. And I think even that sort of like beyond the relationship piece, even, even that idea of transparency from more people serves some form of mentorship for the community. Well said. I think we'll end there. Okay, sounds good. Until next time.